listening to True G Radio. Turn up that dial. Welcome to Faith Radio with your host, Dr. Daniel Merrick. The Lord, the Lord, the Lord. But that's the translation, but that's wrong. The Lord is not the translation. It is uh, Yahweh or Yahweh. So that's his name. He who causes to be. In other words, that's, that's God's name. So get your Bible and get ready to study the word of Almighty Yahweh with Dr. Dan. That's his name. It isn't Lord. Who has believed their message? And now, Dr. Dan. Welcome to Faith Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Merrick, and we're glad and happy that you tuned us in again this week. As you know, it's been some time since we've had a Faith Radio broadcast on the air, and I wanted to do something a little bit new, uh, the Halmakush Latter Rain Chronicles, and talk about some of the current events and what's going on in this world today, and how terrible it's gotten, I'll tell you. It's been a while since we've been on the air, but we wanted to uh, talk to our faithful listeners who've been encouraging me over the, throughout the last couple of years uh hey dr dan please put some faith radio back up on the air we enjoyed listening to your broadcasts all over the world so what we did is we set up a an anchor fm uh it's uh called anchor.fm you can go over there and look for faith radio the latter rain chronicles and we're over there now doing a podcast live and the nice thing about it i'll be able to do these broadcasts right from my telephone add the intros and, and different items that I've added to the uh, program and then post it up on the websites and share it on Facebook and other social media networks. But we're also over on Gab and we're on Parlor, We're on YouTube. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we're on several different websites all across the Internet. So we have a lot of outlets that we can reach out to people. Now, what I wanted to talk about today was the upcoming uh, Feast of... Uh, the birth of Mithra, uh, the false deity, and the Saturnalia and Juvenalia that is upon us. Okay? Now, according to the pagan cults in ancient history, uh, back in the uh, uh, medieval times, they decided in the Roman Catholic Church that they would uh, appoint a time of the year when they had the traditional Babylonian ancient ceremonies of Saturnalia and Juvenalia and uh, many of the occult things as the appointed time when they would say that this was the birthday of the Messiah. And we all know uh, from the history, and if you've kept up with uh, learning things and stopping by our website at yahbible.org and got uh, the book Babylon Mystery Religion, for example, and some of our other books over there, uh, then you know that the history and the roots of what is today Christmas and Hanukkah are both pagan in their rituals, rites, and ceremonies. They're, they're days that were established by men. Now, this isn't to say that necessarily that during the uh, account in the books of Maccabees, which you can get copies of the books of Maccabees, the Maccabean books, uh, over at yahspace.org. Um, uh, there's a link to it. 
And also on our, our website at yahbible.org, there's, uh, you just click on the books, and there's several books that are very interesting. And uh, uh, you should also make note when you're reading those books, the books of Maccabees, to look at the footnotes. Look at the hysterical, historical background of the research that I did about the books so that you can understand what the source of this information really is. Uh, and then you'll start to understand that when we look at uh, Amos, the fifth chapter, Amos, the prophet, talks about the day, the days of Kewen, and he, and he speaks in particular and says, uh, uh, and he talks about the feasts that are your feasts, not the feasts of Yah from Leviticus chapter 23, but these were men's feasts. And, and he talks about how Yah says the solemn days that you guys make solemn are your feasts, uh, that he despises those feasts, and he, he looks badly upon our keeping those sorts of things. Well, the history of it is, is that the dark days of Kewen, the star god of the pyramid of Moloch and Remphram, the superimposition of the two pyramids, one upside down and one right side up, is the star of Kewen talked about in Amos 5.25. It's also talked about by Stephen as he preaches in Acts chapter 7, verse 43, he says, You took unto yourselves your star god, and the Almighty said, I'll carry you beyond Damascus. And, and in uh, Amos 5, he says, I'll carry you beyond Babylon. So it was uh, a culmination of uh, the history of what was going on with the Jews with this Kewen day, the dark days of Kewen, when they kept a... Babylonian traditional feast and tried to say it was a dedication or rededication of the uh, temple uh, as a result of the war, which that did happen in 168 BC. There was a war and they did rededicate the temple and they did cleanse the temple from the uh, sacrifices of pigs and the abominable meats uh, and blood on the altar of uh uh, that the uh, Greeks had done. But even when we read in the book of Maccabees, it says very clearly, it says, uh, uh, Judah of Maccabees says, let us remember this day. Now, where did we get eight days? And where did the idea of Hanukkah with uh, miraculous oil for eight days burning so that they could cleanse the temple or purify the temple in the final consecration in the menorahs, which are seven-branched menorahs, not nine-branched menorahs, because there's no nine-branched menorahs anywhere except for in about 500 to 800 A.D. when it was created by the Jewish religion. There was never any nine-candle or eight-candle menorahs. There was only the seven-candle menorah that Yah told us would be the menorahs with the oil lamps, the oil lampstands in the temple of Yah as he commanded Moses to have it constructed. All right? So, when we look at this and we and we compare to the actual history and such, we find out that it was actually from Talmud that this mythology came, which was at 825 A.D. when the, when the Babylonian Talmud was compiled by the Roman Catholic Church with Jewish monks down in Babylon, why it's called Babylon Talmud. And they took the Jerusalem Talmud, which was the temple records that had been uh, taken and kept in the Vatican vaults, and they, they, they put them together into two books, the Jerusalem Talmud and the Babylonian Talmud, and uh, in some places they even combined them, and they added other books to them since in the Jewish religion, like Zohar 
and um, uh, different other writings, which are basically mythological and even witchcraft satanical practices of religions that are made up by men. So when we see that uh, uh, these people, they say, oh, well, you know, you should keep this. Well, you know, I look at Leviticus chapter 23. There are seven feasts of Yah, and there are three offerings three times a year that were supposed to come to Yah, not empty. And those in Leviticus chapter 23 are, uh, they start out with the Feast of Passover, and then followed by immediately by seven days of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Then you have the Feast of, of uh, uh, the Weeks, which is often called Pentecost in the Christian churches. And then you have the Feast of uh, Trumpets, the Feast of Atonement, the Feast of Tabernacles, and the one that everybody likes to combine into the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the last great day, which is actually the seventh feast. Now, the reason why it's the last feast is because it says very clearly in Leviticus chapter 23, it says, for seven days you shall keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And then it goes on and it says, and the eighth day after Tabernacles, you shall keep a one day solemn feast called the eighth day assembly. Now, that eighth day assembly or that last great day, as it's been called, represents Judgment Day. And that's why everybody wants to lump it into tabernacles and kind of push it to the side and then replace it with the Feast of First Fruits. And among Messianic Jews and Hebrew roots, they're notorious for doing this and ignoring the very fact that it says that there is an offering of first fruits three times a year. So if first fruits was really a feast, then it's a feast that begins in unleavened bread with the offering of first fruits of barley, which is an offering, not a feast. And then it continues all the way to Pentecost when you have an offering of wheat in the loaves of bread during the uh, Feast of Weeks. And then it continues on to the end of tabernacles when you have fruit-bearing trees and vines, which is another first fruits offering. So if we have three first fruits offerings that takes months and months to get through, and you're calling it a feast, then it's a feast that begins in unleavened bread, and it doesn't end until the end of tabernacles. So it's not a feast, it's an offering. It's three offerings, three times a year. The Torah says you, your men do not come on empty Come to Yah empty in Jerusalem to keep the feast. So when we look at these things and we start to count them out, all the man-made holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's, all these kinds of celebrations made by man, and including Hanukkah and Purim, which are not commanded feasts in Leviticus chapter 23, when we compare to the scriptures, we have to consider a couple things. And when I read Leviticus chapter 23, the first thing I think is, Yah tells us, here's things that you have to observe. And then he says in Torah, do not add anything to this and don't take anything away. Do not add or diminish to the things I told you to observe. Now, how do you observe something? You observe something by keeping a ceremonial practice of worship to Yah in those periods of time at those feasts that Yah commanded. Now, in order for me to believe that it's okay to add other days to the seven feasts, the sacrifices uh, that are kept within there, the offerings that are made within those seven feasts, to believe that it's okay to add to them, I would have to say that I think that the Almighty had Alzheimer's disease. And 
I can't get through over that hurdle of the idea that the Almighty might not have had uh, Alzheimer's disease, but knew exactly what he was doing when he said, Moses, here's the seven feasts. Don't add anything to it. Don't take anything away. Observe these things and keep the Sabbath day and remember every seventh day to rest thereon and do this forever, perpetually, unto all generations for as long as you shall live. And then we go to the book of Malachi and some of the prophets in the end of the Old Testament. It says, Whosoever shall not come up to the Feast of Tabernacles during the millennium when Yahshua, or the Messiah, the great high priest, rules the earth for a thousand years, that nation shall be cut off and there'll be no rain on its land and its crops will not flourish and they won't have, they won't have a harvest because they've refused or they failed to come up to the Feast to Jerusalem to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. So if during the millennial kingdom for the thousand-year reign, which is talked about at the end of the book of Revelation and talked about in many different other prophecies throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, if these uh, feasts are going to be kept during the millennial period, the thousand-year reign of Mashiach, after the anti-Messiah rule is done away with and Satan's thrown into the pit and chained there for a thousand years, if we're supposed to keep it during that, and if, if the Almighty said a perpetual covenant forever, to do this for all, throughout your generations forever, if he said that, I think he intended for us to keep these feasts every single year according to his commandments for the rest of eternity. Why? Because they are a picture and a shadow of the things that are the plan of salvation how Yah was going to redeem the earth to himself. Passover, the blood sacrifice of the Lamb of Yah, presents himself as a sacrifice, sheds his blood for the forgiveness of sins. As Yohanan, the immerser, or John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of Yah, who takes away the sins of the world. It's Yahshua that takes away our sins. It's no one else. We, we, we can't take away our own sins. It was Yahshua. The Passover was what he did. He died on the stake and he shed his blood. It cracked through the rocks and went down and bled his blood and water on the Ark of the Covenant on the right side of it. According to the commandments in Torah, as the priests were, high priests were instructed to sprinkle the blood during the two times a year, once during the Passover sacrifice in the temple and once during the Feast of Atonement. And those sacrifices were to be done, okay? And then unleavened bread. What is unleavened bread supposed to be an example of? Well, it's an example of the sanctification power of the Ruach HaKodesh or the Holy Spirit of Almighty Yah. It's taking out that which is our evil sinful nature and our fleshly nature and purifying us by the power of Yah and the conversion power of the spirit of Yah to change us into incorruptible flesh. Now that won't be complete until Yahshua Messiah returns. When Yahshua Messiah returns, that's when the job's done. Okay? So unleavened bread means get the sin out. Get the leaven out. A little leaven, leaven, that's the whole lump. Too much leaven, too much sin <laughs> will make everything sinful around you. And that's what we see in the world today. It says they will not tolerate sound doctrine, but they'll heap unto themselves the teachers with itching ears and tickling ears, telling me, prophesy lies to me. Tell me good things. You know, hype me up. Give me a good positive message. I want the gospel of free enterprise instead of the gospel of, of salvation in the name of Yahshua Messiah. 
So when we look at this, we see the the plan of salvation was the Passover lamb, and then get the sin out of your life, and then we have the Feast of Weeks, or we have the Pentecost, which means the 50 days, the counting of the Omar to the 50th day. And then on that day was the celebration of Pentecost, which was the day when the Ruach HaKodesh in personal anointing came for the first time upon the congregation as a whole, fulfilling a prophecy of the Feast of Weeks that the Spirit um, uh, would come into us and write the law of Yah on our hearts. It's in Jeremiah chapter 31 in the Old Testament. You can go over to yahbible.org, get yourself a, a Yahuwah Bible, and uh, crack it open to Jeremiah 31 and read it there. It says, I'll put a new covenant with Israel, the covenant that I will write the law of Yah on their hearts. So, to write the law of Yah on our hearts, he had to anoint us or baptize us with the Ruach HaKodesh, which is what happened 40 days, counting 50 days after the Passover, 40 days after Yahshua, or, or roughly, uh, ascended, uh, or after he rose from the dead, he ascended into uh, the heavenlies. And then, when the Feast of Pentecost came, 10 days later, uh, uh, or so, that's when the Ruach HaKodesh was seen. And they were given signs, and uh, they spoke in other languages, and people walked through the city and said, how come I hear these guys speaking in my own language, in Greek, and in Roman, and in Italian, and in different languages? It was by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. They heard the gospel in their own language because the gift of tongues was laid upon the apostles. And uh, Peter stood up and preached his message which is very famous in the book of Acts. Um, he said that these people are not drunk as you think, but they're filled with the Ruach HaKodesh or the Holy Spirit and that they've been given power from on high uh, to preach the gospel of Yahshua Messiah to the world. And that's really where the birth of the Yahudim Israyah of Yah, the Messianic first believers, for they were first called Messianic in Antioch, as uh, we find in the scriptures with the corrected Hebrew version of it. Um, and that's where the uh, they say the church was born. But even the word church, it comes from a various roots of uh, ancient Babylonian uh, cultish practices of, uh, of, of a kind of a coven of, of idolatry. They called the kirk. And then so they, instead of calling it the congregation or the assembly or the gathering or the ecclesia, as it's written in Greek, which means to gather together, they called it the church under the Roman Catholic Church. So when we see these things, we, we look at it and we say, okay, we see a shadow picture as it talks about in Colossians chapter 2, where the feasts of the Old Testament are shadows of things to come, as we see with the Feast of Atonement about to come, okay? The Feast of Trumpets is the return of Mashiach. The Feast of Atonement is when we're redeemed unto him, when we're changed in the blinking of an eye or the or the uh, 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 twinkling of an eye, it says in the King James Version, 
In 1 Corinthians 15, 52, it says, We shall be changed, for we shall be like him. Like who? Like Yeshua Messiah. We will get sinless flesh. We shall be converted like him into sinless flesh that cannot commit sin, which is the fulfillment of the promise of putting on a white robe, a spotless robe, something that is has been uh, purged of all sin and all, all evil and all uh, rebellion and all disobedience unto Almighty Yah and his commandments of Torah. And so, uh, then we see the Feast of Tabernacles. When John says in the end of Revelation, Behold, I saw the new Jerusalem come down out of heaven, uh, the Lamb's wife, and she was adorned. And then he talks about the gates with uh, uh, the gates of one pearl that's cut from the gates and the 12 steps going up and the 12 names of the apostles of Mashiach on the gates of the city and the streets of gold and, and all the things that we hear in in uh, the mythological uh, mythologies of what heaven is. And a lot of people say, well, you die, and then you're judged, and then if you're righteous, you go to heaven. Well, in reality, you die, you go to sleep, and then you will rise again when Mashiach comes. Your spirit is taken to paradise and comforted by Yah until the resurrection through Mashiach's return. Then the new Jerusalem, or heaven, comes down to a renewed earth, as it says, the earth is renewed by fire. There is a new heaven and a renewed earth, or a new earth. And the new Yerushalayim, the new city of Yah's peace, comes down out of heaven and rests on the earth. And there we shall be with Yahuwah Almighty, the Creator forever. Okay, so what's the last great day? Judgment. Well, that is the judgment that it talks about. It says, and then after the new Yerushalayim comes down, and then all those who had not lived or been resurrected at the coming of Messiah are resurrected, both good and evil, on the last great day at the end of the thousand-year reign after the temple of Yah comes down out of heaven and rests on the earth. Then everybody appears before the throne of the Almighty in the heavenlies for judgment. And then there's a judgment day. It says some will receive rewards, some will receive crowns, some will receive gold and silver, and some will receive wood, hay, and stubble that will be burned up in a fire, so to speak, and some will be thrown in the lake of fire with the devil and his uh, demonic uh, angels that were uh, Malach, uh, uh, well, Malachim of Yah before that fell with Hasatan from the kingdom of heaven and lost their ability to serve Yah because they rebelled against Yah with uh, Lucifer, the evil satanic uh, uh, ways. They, they followed after Lucifer and they fell from heaven. So they became the demons. Those will be cast in the lake of fire, which the scripture says clearly is the second death. Now, there's a lot of arguments about different sects of religion saying, oh, well, this is eternal punishment. You'll be in there forever burning for all eternity. And then there's some that say, no, this is a cessation of existence. It's just like throwing the trash in the trash dumpster. It burns until the fuel runs out. And then after the punishment of the fuel runs out, then you cease to exist. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what it is because if you don't want to be there, you got to do something to avoid getting there. <laughs> and what the scripture says in Romans 10 and in uh, the scriptures 
of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Yohanan and John, it says very clearly what you have to do. It says, you have to call on the name of Yahshua Messiah to be saved, believe that Yah has raised him from the dead, and confess your sins, and then be baptized in the name of Yahshua Messiah, and you shall be forgiven. It says very clearly that Yah will not um, uh, cause you to be ashamed if you believe on Yahshua Messiah, that you shall be lifted up and you shall be uh, acknowledged as a saved person. Now, in the book of Revelations, it gets down to these two little things that it's written about there. It says, it says, and Yah on the last great day of judgment opens up the books. And it says, and one book is a book of life. It says it very clearly there. It spells it out. It says, one book is a book of life. And whosoever's name was not found in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire, which is the second death. Okay? Now, but it says books there. And so for years and years, as I studied, I'd say, books, 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 what books? And I was thinking, well, you know, like when you go to jail, uh, you get arrested, and then you go before the judge. Uh, the judge opens up a book of charges, and the prosecuting attorney, when you go to trial, will open up his book of evidence, his book of uh, of what you've done wrong, and says, well, we have this evidence, Your Honor, that this person has done this wrong and that wrong and the other thing wrong. And so I thought, well, maybe it is like a, a book of the prosecuting attorney's list of everything, every mistake you made, every wrong thing you did, everything in the flesh, everything outside the will and obedience unto Almighty Yah that a person did. Maybe, maybe that's the other book. But then I discovered in Malachi 3.16, it says, and Yah wrote, sat down and wrote a book of remembrance of those who thought upon his name, feared his name, and talked often one with another about the name of Yahuwah. And so when we see that the book is not the book of listing your sins, but the book of remembrance of those who think upon the name of Yah, call on the name of Yah, speak with each other about the name of Yah. So the books are the book of life and the book of remembrance. And those are the books that you want to have your name written in. But of course we know, Hasatan, it says very clearly in the scripture, it says Satan is the prosecuting attorney. I'm sure he's got a book. He's got, uh, it says, it calls him the accuser of the brethren. The accuser of those who believe on the name of Yahshua Messiah. The accuser of those who call the name of Yah for salvation. He fights against them. He fights against them in politics. He fights against them in religion. He fights against them in society and in peer group pressure. He fights against them on social media. He fights against us on every front there is. In communist ideals, in satanic rituals, in perversions from the truth, in rebellion and disobedience, he fights against us. And he tries to invade our person and destroy our peace, and destroy our joy, and destroy our righteousness. He tries to send deceivers and seducers to try to get us to disobey the will of Yah and disobey what Yah wants us to be and do in all things. So, when we look at this, and we understand by the scriptures, Almighty Yah gave us seven feast days. So, why would we want to keep something more, which has got pagan roots and has the symbols and names of pagan ideals and wasn't necessarily what Yah told us to do and keep. For example, 
I see a lot of people in the Messianic Jewish and in the Hebrew roots and in other areas, even in Christianity today, go, oh, well, we're going to keep Hanukkah because, you know, uh, in John chapter 10, the Messiah walked on the porch of the temple and therefore he kept Hanukkah. No, he didn't. It says he walked on the porch of the temple during the Jews' feast of dedication. Now, was that the dedication of the feast of the temple? Or the dedication of Herod's temple at the time when he lived? Or was that the Hanukkah that they are claiming it was? Well, it doesn't say it was the Hanukkah. It says it was a feast of dedication. And it doesn't say it was in winter time, as they lie and say, because the King James Version translates the word winter there. It wasn't winter. What it says very clearly was, it was raining that day. This Greek word there means a storm. There was a storm and it was raining. And that's why they went underneath the porch of the temple, as they said, because it was raining. That was giving them the reason why Yahshua and everybody was running under the porch of the temple when John wrote about that. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he went into the temple to light eight candles to keep on it because there was no eight candle menorah at that time. Eight candle menorahs were not created. Nine candle menorahs were not created until long after about 800 to 900 AD. And the tradition of keeping this Hanukkah celebration was not kept until Judaism adopted it from Talmudic teachings and the Talmud was not written, nor was the books of Maccabees constructed and added to the Vatican vaults until Josephus Flavus had done it after the time of Yahshua Messiah. So when Josephus Flavus wrote the Antiquities of the Jews and the Wars of the Jews books, they didn't have those books of Maccabees recordings and such. They didn't have those books because those parchments weren't added to the Torah or weren't added to the writings of the prophets that were kept in the temple. They were added later in 825 AD when the Roman Catholic Pope sent out the monks to gather together the Jewish writings to bring it to the Vatican vaults for their religious purposes to try to make a claim that the Roman Catholic Church was the one true church and, and the Jews were all wrong. And it gave them food for their uh, great inquisitions in the years after that to uh, persecute the Jews. So when we look at the truth versus the air and we consider in prayer, what would Yah have me do? We have to ask ourselves, Father Yah, would you have me to keep a false holiday, a false holy day, a false feast? Or do you want me to keep just your seven feasts and your seventh day Sabbath as you commanded me to do? I think we should keep the commandments exactly as they are in Leviticus chapter 23 and Exodus chapter 20, the big 10 there, because Revelation says very clearly, here are those that have the testimony of Yahshua Messiah and keep the commandments of Yahuwah Almighty. Now, uh, I wanted to uh, say hello to all my brothers and sisters out there, my over 4,900 friends on Facebook, the over 2,500 members on yahspace.org, and encourage you all to go to thinkyah.org or www.yahspace.org join over there and go to yahbible.org or thinkyah.org and remember that we are working 
for the faith of Yahshua Messiah and to preach the truth to the whole world. So we want to thank you for your tax-deductible contributions and for your help and for your purchases of the over 25,000 Bibles, books, and other items that I've written at uh, yahbible.org. We've had, over the years, over 25,000 books sold. And so we're grateful to you each month. If you can get in there and get one of our books, get one of our Bibles, if you already have one, buy one and give it to a friend. Buy one and help another person out. Buy Babylon Mystery Religion. Buy The Ordinary Supernatural Life. Buy uh, What Is His Name and the different things that we have there in the books. Because by you making purchases, 100% of the profits and royalties for those books and for those Bibles go to the ministry to do the work of Yah throughout the world. We have been working in sending packages to Ukraine and in sending help to the recent typhoons in the Philippines. We have a person that is actually working with us now in the Philippines to spread the good news of Yahshua Messiah and help us to spread through Facebook and on social media and such the words of truth and the message of salvation in the name of Yahshua Messiah and in the true name of Yah our Almighty uh, over there in the Philippines. And so get over to yahspace.org, join don't forget to go to thinkyah.org or yahbible.org. It goes to the same website. And uh, pick up your Bible, your Yah Bible or Yahoo Bible. And be sure that you look for our podcasts that are going to be on Anchor FM from now on. And uh, I'll be sharing the links on Facebook and I'll be sharing uh, the uh, on the website all the links to this uh, page into our podcast at Faith Radio. And don't lose faith, my brothers and sisters, because Yahshua Messiah surely is going to come after this time of great trouble and tribulation that is going to come on the earth. So don't lose heart. Remember, you believe in Yah, believe also in Yahshua Messiah, and trust Him and His ways above all the ways of mankind and all the religions of men. Because the governments of this world are not the governments of Yah until Yahshua Messiah comes, and then every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Yahshua HaMashiach is Melech. He's the King of kings. He's the master of all masters. There's no Lord or leader above him. He is the house of the Almighty. He serves under Yahuwah, Almighty who sits on the throne. Remember, the king of the universe who created it all, he has you in the palm of his hand, and he's watching over you now and forever. So call on his name for salvation, and if you do, I'd appreciate it if you'd write me. You can write to me, uh, Dan Merrick, at 858-ROUTE-446, Smithport, PA, spelled S-M-E-T-H-P-O-R-T-P-A, 16749. And we're glad and happy to receive your messages and to receive your letters. Um, we continue to receive letters even while we were off the air for all these years. Um, and we pray that Almighty Yah would bless you and keep you. And I'd like to say just a short prayer here. If you pray with me, Almighty Yahshua Messiah, we ask that you 
would save us, that you would call our name out of the book of life, that you'd write our name in the book of remembrance, and that we would become witnesses of your truth, your name, your salvation, and that you would send your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit, to help us keep the commandments of Yah and do those things which are your will and not the will of men and religion. In Yahshua's name we ask it. Yamein and hallelujah. And may the Most High Yah bless you. Until next time, here on Faith Radio. This radio broadcast depends on the contributions of viewers like you. We appreciate your tithes and offerings and the gifts of our supporters and listeners worldwide. Without your kind gifts and offerings, we cannot reach so many with the good news of Messiah's love and salvation. To give your gift online, you can click the PayPal button at thinkya.org. That's T-H-I-N-K-Y-A-H dot org. Or visit our social network at yahsspace.org. That's Y-A-H-S space dot org. Our goal is to continue to reach the world for Messiah, and your tax-deductible contributions are greatly appreciated and help keep this broadcast on the air. You can reach Dr. Dan, Dr. Dan and become his friend on MySpace at MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. MySpace.com slash Daniel Merrick. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Facebook.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. D-A-N-I-E-L-W-M-E-R-R-I-C-K. And don't forget to join his free social network at Yaz Space, Y A H S Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Yaz Space dot org. Hey, you can tweet me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Daniel W. Merrick. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, and rejoice before him. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. And it shall be at that day, saith Yah, that thou shalt call me Ishi, and shalt call me no more Be'ali. For I will take away the names of Be'alim out of her mouth, and they shall no more be remembered by their name. Then they that feared Yah spake often one to another, and Yah hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared Yah, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith Yah of hosts. The Yah Bible. Available at Amazon.com, your favorite bookstore, or www.thinkya.com.